Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford. And straight ahead to the five, to the two, to the one! In the end zone is Jerry and Ely! Touchdown, Ole Miss! Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss Athletics. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it! Don't just sit on the sidelines, be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. Deal for Rodriguez. He'll go coast to coast. One-handed stuff with a right hand. Swung on. Fly ball. Deep field. That ball is long gone. Headed toward the scoreboard. Hit right below it. And the Rebels take a one to nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now here's your host, Gary Darby. Well, I am back and uh, in the studio and ready with you, North Mississippi, to do this thing called the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline as we are underway for tonight's program on Monday, August the 15th edition. Some of you have already uh, turned in uh, some text messages at 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. Chuck, Gordon, and Yancey all in and around the studio. Chuck? Evening. How you feeling, brother? I'm I'm good. I'm good. You know, coach. Yeah. Coach a little baseball one Monday, and then uh, the eight year old brought in something that I didn't think any of you guys wanted me to bring into the studio. Montezuma. You know, I didn't <laughs> I didn't think any of y'all wanted that, so I kind of I kind of hung out in a way. Well, and, I got to be honest with you. Hayden was so much better than you. I know. No. I, <laughs> I get it. I'm I, playing with you. You know that. I understand totally. <laughs> I understand totally. But uh, I am I am excited to get back in. And involved, Gordon. Hello. How are you, Gary? I'm doing good. I heard good. you were puny, man. I was worried about. I'm you. always puny. Look at me, yeah. except for the midsection. I'm a, I'm, I'm a short guy, but big midsection. I've got twenty to give you. Don't worry about. No, it. I don't I need got forty. To I, I don't need any of it. I don't need any of it. This Gordon torture, needs about twenty. He's lost it. I, I <laughs> Maybe found thirty. I found it. All right. The, the early portion of this is brought to you by First South Farm Credit, and uh, we'll get you a lot of other discussion along the way uh, because we we had a little football scrimmage, right? When and that's been people have been asking Chuck almost every week. I don't know what happened over the last two weeks. Give me some football news. Tell me something. I even had people, you know, text messaging through the middle of the week to this text message line. What time can we come to the scrimmage? What's going to happen? This, that. So I would assume there were some excited people this weekend in the yeah, city of Oxford. Was, and it was M-Club weekend, so a lot of former athletes were there. And um, I think it was a good, solid scrimmage i mean a first look anyway and i think that's the way lane kiffin felt about it he said it was kind of middle of the road uh which you don't that's what you expect first scrimmage uh i thought there were two things that stood out tremendously and uh yancey said the same thing prior to the show that i thought the defensive line was really good and i thought uh mr jackson dark took a step up in the quarterback race yancey same thoughts, uh, and I'll get into a little bit some of the other things that I saw. I agree with Chuck. I think Dart brings that big playability that uh, Lane covets, and also he was much more accurate, Chuck. You yeah. know, down the field passes well, the, short from hash marks to hash marks. But the big thing is that he, he avoided his nemesis of the spring, and that was the turnovers. Yeah, but Chuck, here's one thing that I did notice. He held on to the ball too long on a lot of plays. Some of the plays that he – completed his passes, 
he would have been sacked in real live action. He's got to get rid of the ball quicker. When he does, like we saw on that one drive, he's unstoppable. So he's got the best arm talent. We know that. He's the most explosive quarterback. Now he's just got to make a little bit quicker decisions, and I think he'll get there. So while you're doing this, we're going to do your thoughts that are brought to us sure. today by Outback Steakhouse. Let's Outback eat boldly tonight. I could use a blooming onion right about now. Um, so give us those thoughts. Yeah, first is Jackson Dart. Like Chuck said, I thought he made a big step forward. Not that the other quarterbacks did not play well, and uh, I think Luke played well, especially at times. And Kincaid did, I think he really stepped up. He continues to just kind of be that guy that nobody talks about. I think, you know, at some point we have to start mentioning Dent as well as the other two quarterbacks. Uh, two, a uh, thing that really stuck out to me was the Porter kicker. Uh, the Charlotte transfer, Jonathan Cruz, man, he looked really good, Gary. I mean, he kicked it. He was seven for seven in the first seven kicks. And then they came back and did a couple that he missed. But, uh, the guy, he was four for four in uh, the 42 to 45 yard distance. He kicked it well from the right, the center, and the left hash marks. Uh, there was no weaknesses in this game. Three, uh, like Chuck mentioned at the beginning, the defensive line dominated the old Miss offensive line like I haven't seen in the 20, 25 years I've been in the business. Uh, I think you're going to see 10 to 20, 10 to 12, excuse me, bona fide SEC linemen. Do I see a Tim Bowens out there right now? No, but I see a, a lot of really quality SEC defensive lineman more so than I've ever seen. For the true freshman that I think will get a lot of playing time this year from my looks there at the scrimmage Saturday and the other four in the spring are Kyron Harris, the tight end that Chuck's been talking so much about the last few shows here. Quinshawn Judkins, the running back, everybody knows about him. The cornerback, David Igabosin out of New Jersey, continues to make big plays, and he played a lot more physical than a lot of true freshmen do there at, quarter, at, at cornerback. Linebacker Tyler Banks, I think he's really played himself into the rotation. Uh, Xavier Harris out of Germantown, Mississippi, another big-time uh, recruit from last season, and Larry Simmons out of Moss Point. I think those guys right there will all get significant playing time uh, as the season goes. Last thing quickly, Gary, uh, you know, everybody talks about Zach Evans being the guy at running back, but it's the SMU quarterback. Uh, Ucillus Bentley, that's the guy that stands out to me out of the running back room. Guests tonight are Jake Thompson and our man Harry Harrison. We'll come back with Jake of the Ole Miss Spirit right after this on the Rebel Yell Hotline. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com, Equal Housing Lender. 
Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw Real Estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. All right, we are about 10 minutes into this thing. It's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary, Gordon, Yancey, Chuck, everybody in the, in the, in the studio and, and hanging out. And our friend Jake Thompson from the Ole Miss Spirits on the phone line. Jaco, how are you on a Monday night? I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all doing? Things are good. We've we've got uh, a fun trivia questions coming up and text messages that we all had to scramble and find. And Rhino in the studio got us an answer from one of those. But for those that are out there, six six two four two six one zero nine three to text message in, and I turn you over to Chuck. Jake, before you came on, we were talking about uh, how we thought the defensive line probably the the standout part of the the scrimmage Saturday. What were your opinion of that? I, uh, yeah, uh, you're right, Chuck. I thought I thought the entire defense was was fast. But maybe that was because I was just zoomed in, uh, keeping stats on them. But they, uh, especially that defensive front. You know, I think we saw that Pegues is very capable of of being maybe a one a one B to Katie Hill's one A in that depth chart and showed speed and and athleticism that I think Kiffin kind of talked about that they hope they got after Auburn kind of developed him and nurtured him. Now they're getting a, you know, a JJ that can handle that side of the football. And the, the rest of the D line just kind of, you know, looked as advertised. I like the way that uh, Katie Hill looked as well as, you know, even Tywon Malone, if you want to keep talking about depth, I know that Kiffin didn't really have a lot of his starters out there for very long. Cedric Johnson was dressed and had a series and sat the rest of the day, but Tywon uh, looked strong with, with four tackles and got after the ball. I think he had a sack or two as well. So, no, I, I love that front part of the defense. I think they're going to be, you know, at least that's what we hope, the look of an SEC defensive line. Well, you know, when, when Malone is running fourth team <laughs> behind yeah. uh, Tavius Robinson and Jared Ivey and Jamon Gordon, uh, of course, Malone can move inside and play defensive tackle if he has to. But, I mean, that just tells you the quality on the team because Malone is is a good football player. Yeah, and uh, you bring up Robson. It was good to see him. You know, he's kind of been dinged up a little, dinged up in spring some, but he's 
Uh, looks like he's gotten his speed back. He was all over the place, got some recorded tackles early, and then kind of showed some late when they put him back in there. But, you know, you're right. If there is depth, and, and we knew they had numbers. But, you know, you don't know what depth means until you see them not doing scripted plays or scrimmages and when they're playing full speed or against somebody else. I think we're starting to see that, yeah, there is some depth at, at, all across that defensive front. Tavius is coming off the ball like a rocket. I mean, I yeah. I was shocked. I, I, I thought he was coming off the ball faster than even – Cedric Johnson, and we know Cedric's going to be a, a really good pass rusher. But um, the linebackers still have me slightly concerned. I mean, I think Troy Brown and Kari Coleman are good additions. I think Ashanti Sistrunk and, and uh, Austin Keys are okay. And, and the new kid, the freshman, Tyler Banks, is coming on. But at the same time, I, I don't see a difference maker there like a Chance Campbell or a Mark Robinson at this point. What what What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, nobody jumped out like we saw kind of with Tavius and, and, and J.J. up front. And then we had, you know, obviously the freshman Davison and some other guys, Miles Battle, in the back end. You know, that middle level is just – they're just – they're not – they're good guys. They're not, like you said, Chance Campbells that catch your eye, you know, immediately jump off the page – and I think I was hoping to see more. Obviously, Kiffin had other ideas in terms of seeing some of the starters uh, take a lot of series. But uh, I I feel like we need still need to see more of them. And obviously, unfortunately for us, we're not going to see too much until September 3rd. But, you know, I did like what you know I saw. And obviously, he's a true freshman, so he's got to work his way up. And they may he may have just been a victim of or the opportunist of Kiffin not playing a lot of the older guys. But I did like Tyler Banks. He got he was second let led the defense with tackles, I think second with four, along with some other guys. And, you know, but, yeah, that linebacker group, Kiffin was worried in the spring, and then they got everybody back for the fall camp health-wise and got their numbers. But that hasn't seemed to be an area that everybody's kind of singing the praises of at the moment. It looks like uh, the, uh, Chris Partridge, uh, defensive coordinator, is leaning more towards speed at that position than he is bulk because uh, Keys and Sistrunk are big boys and uh, – Kari Coleman and, and uh, Troy are 215 pounds, which is real light for linebackers in the SEC, but it looks like they're uh, most of the time running with the first team. Yeah, and, you know, I, you know we saw in the spring, or, and we saw some start of practice, what, we don't know, you know, what they're going to end up doing with uh, Demond Clowney. Uh, we saw him kind of at a joker and some other places as well. But, you know, I think he could add something, but I didn't really see much, if any, out of him on, you know, Saturday. And we haven't seen much what he may add and maybe something they're trying to keep quiet. But, yeah, it feels like speed and, and closing speed to the ball, especially what I saw from everybody on defense. But that middle level kind of got everybody to the outside or fed them to a corner or a safety that could kind of finish the play. Wide receivers, uh, what did you think about them? I mean, you had a couple of guys catching balls, and, you know, you had a you know a lot of guys play. Yeah, you know, uh, Jonathan Mingo and, and Malik Keith, they, they played a little bit, started initially, and they, just like the quarterbacks, had those white non-contact jerseys on and didn't see much out of them, but allowed guys like Dennis Jackson to see some time. Uh, you know, J.J. Henry got some time, uh, you know, Kind of the guy we haven't really said a lot about, uh, and that may have just been Kiffin playing the, the the lower level guys with Lex. I may have, can't pronounce his name. I'm not even going to try last name. And then Quay also got some Jordan Watkins. I was hoping to see more out of, but I think he didn't see too much. There's there's depth and there's numbers, and we kind of talked with Dennis today 
about that and he just like you know it's a healthy competition i think they're they're all that room is enjoying that competition we know i think mingo will be kind of your one guy your starter i think malik keith will will earn that because he has shown out in the practice part that we've been able to see through camp and uh you hope Watkins can continue developing as one of those transfer guys. Jalen Robinson was looking good, but he's kind of been out of practice uh, since before the scrimmage last week, so we haven't really got to see him much. So there's there's potential there for depth and and some other guys to kind of add to it. We just haven't seen that whole picture yet. I've been real impressed with uh, uh, JJ Henry um, with Jalen uh, Jalen Robinson being out. I, I just think he's a very similar player to Jalen the quickness and the burst and good hands and seems to find openings in whatever coverage the defense is throwing at him. So, you know, that may make that slot position pretty healthy there. Yeah, you know, I think slot is going to be more key. Just, you know, and, you know, everybody wants to talk about it, the quarterback competition. You know, Luke seems to be more of the guy that's going to look at his check downs or look at not just the main route. And if that's the case, those slot guys may – you know, be a, a key for him if they're playing kind of slant routes or some other stuff. And I, I feel like once you get Jalen back, if he can kind of do what he was doing before he got hurt in terms of jumping off the page, at least to me, uh, in practice, then the, that slot position may be the one that kind of blows the top off some of the secondaries. So what were your thoughts? Uh, might as well might as well delve into it on the quarterback situation. <laughs> Thought Jackson took a step up. Uh, Luke threw, you know, completed 70% of his passes, but he really didn't move the team like Jackson did. Jackson completed 80% of his passes, 16 for 20, 248 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. So uh, he avoided the, the turnover bug that plagued him in the spring. So what, what's your thoughts on that? I thought Dart looked like a kid who has at least set, you know, was doing what he has been telling that he wanted, wasn't comfortable in the spring with with everything, and you know that short period of time they had, and took and learned from that. Took the summer to to learn the playbook and the plays and get more chemistry with the receivers in the summer and into the fall camp. And he looked like a guy that was more comfortable out there. And like you said, Luke, I think was started the first series. They didn't score. Then Dart at the second series, I believe moved it down the field and got the first score for the offense or led the first scoring drive. And, you know, I think Dart has the edge just from what we saw Saturday, but who's to say what's going to happen? I mean, this, you know, the rest of this week and then on Saturday for their next scrimmage, if the, if they, if they're flipped, if Altmaier ends up having the big day and Dart is, you know, is good. But, you know, like you said, it's kind of like Altmaier didn't have the, the, the splash plays or move the ball down the field like, like Dart did this Saturday. So, you know, if I had to put something down, I'd say Dart maybe has kind of overtaken. But it's like us watching the last stretch of the Kentucky Derby. A, a horse seems to pull ahead, and then something happens, and the next horse pulls ahead. So, I, you know, come September 3rd, I think everybody's just going to be happy when if maybe Kiffin finally has that decision. All right, Jaker, thanks for being with us and giving us some thoughts on all of it, okay? Thanks, I buddy. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, thanks man. All right, and I know that he has uh, done some work today on the Ole Miss Spirit on the wide receiver room, so you can check all of that out. Jake Thompson with us from Ole Miss Spirit fame. All right, text messages are coming up. We've also got the Rebel Injury Report. A little bit later on in the program, Harry Harrison from the Ole Miss Radio Network will join us with the Game Day Outlook. We're back with more in a few.
Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111. Or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a blooming onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, D'Auberville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Hey, the last portion of the show is brought to you by Gateway Tire, serving us since 1929, 54 locations across six states. At Gateway Tire, we go the distance for you. The text message line is open at 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093, presented by Canon Cleary McGraw. You can go check out their website for all of the things going on in land, lots, homes for sale. Do it, please. The first text message kind of caught us off guard, and we had to do a little sure did. A little, a little research, and, and, and we want to thank producer of the program, Rhino, uh, back in the main studios in Jackson, for kind of finding it out for us, Good to, to be honest. Uh, is the offensive lineman Aiden Madden the grandson of the late John Madden? And what we have found out, and, and Rhino found the story uh, from the Mercury News, which is, I guess, out of San Jose, he's a walk-on offensive lineman. Is that correct? We've come to, to that sp- specific, correct? He That's is, right. He is that. He is the cut. Well, the story surrounded John Madden's grandson, uh, and then his cousin Aiden was an offensive lineman on the team, so he is related to John Madden, but he is not a grandson. He is uh, a nephew, cousin, something of of that nature. Okay, but pretty he, cool tidbit. But he is uh, from boom right there, boom John Madden. That was an awful, <laughs> absolutely awful, the worst I've ever John heard. Madden. I'm usually good at those. That was awful. My fault. That's okay. My fault. That was bad. You got a text message? What you got, buddy? Yeah, some uh, players that could be standing out this year that could get in the rotation that didn't really play much last year. They weren't a factor. And uh, I've got two guys here to me that I've really thought 
has stepped up their game that were not factors last year, and I think Chuck has a couple. One is DeSante Rollins out of uh, Louisiana, he, a guy that, number 99, continues to make plays in the scrimmages I watch. Will he be a starter? Probably not, but he's a definitely a guy that I think will be in the rotation. And two, Jaden Williams. I mean, the guy's already moved up to number one at left tackle on the depth chart. Maybe. So maybe. Yeah. Uh, at worst, he's going to be the on, third and, tackle for the sure. The third tackle, the rotate guy. So those two players, to me, I think have really stepped up their game. Chuck, who, who do you, who do you well, think? Well, I, I tell you what, <laughs> I'm going to stay with the offensive line. I think Micah Pettis. The, the backup right tackle, redshirt freshman, massive human being, 6'7", oh, 360 pounds, and, and, and moves pretty good, or they wouldn't have him at tackle. They'd move him inside. Uh, another one is Damon Clowney. I think it might be his year to bust out. He hadn't done a lot in his career yet, but he had to bulk up. Same as Brandon Mack. I think Brandon Mack's another guy that could. Good, good uh, one. You know, two, two defensive ends slash – linebacker-type players for that joker position um, that have both put on about 30 quality pounds since last year, and I think they're going to do something this I year. I think both those guys will be relied on at linebacker before it's all said and done as well. You I think they're right. covered at defensive end. One text message as it, you guys are discussing that is which freshmen are standing out. Did you guys mention some freshmen, or are there some of the freshmen – I did. Out. I listed mine in the first segment. Chuck, who are some true freshmen you think are standing Big out? Big Oh, yeah. Igby Gnosin for sure, the cornerback. Uh, Judkins, a running back. Uh, Banks, a linebacker. Heath, a, a tight end. Um, gosh, there's one or two more. Um, I said Xavier and Harris as well. He might not be yeah, ready right now, well, but I yeah. think that second half of the season with the schedule well, and stuff, he's what, going to be what in happened, there. What happened is, I think, with him, he's, it's kind of like Taiwan Malone on the outside there. He's fourth team. When DeSanto Rollins came back this week, Xavier goes down to, to fourth. fourth team. So he may not get to him this year, but I think he's got a really good future. Yep. All right, some text messages brought to you by Cannon Cleary McGraw. The Rebel Injury Report now comes up from the Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Well, they're starting to mount a little bit, but Lane Kiffin assured us today in the press conference that none of them were long-term, so he's not concerned about any of them. But... Quinson Judkins uh, is injured. Uh, Mason Brooks, A.J. Finley, Jalen Robinson hadn't practiced in seven or eight days. Markevious Brown, the cornerback, young corner. He's probably maybe third corner in the rotation, maybe fourth. No, probably fourth behind Ibby Nelson. Uh, and then Ty, uh, Austin Keys, linebacker, was in a black jersey today at practice, which means no contact. He was dressed out going through non-contact drills, though. And then we haven't seen the punter since spring, Fraser Marin. Uh, uh, I mean, Mason. I don't I don't know where he is. Um, of course, and Lane was asked about a punter on the roster, and he, you know. Yeah, they went to a His a answer was got him got a frat wrong. house. That, or that they, he just yeah. sent yeah. out the guys to go find a punter, and they found this guy who actually punted in Division One football before. Yeah, for Nevada. Yeah. So – from Marietta, Georgia. Uh, it's going to be wide open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's well, the position. Well, the thing of it is what he what Lane is joked saying in press conferences, but I, I don't think he's joking, is that, hey, we don't punt anyway. You know? <laughs> no. Right. We're going we're gonna to go for it on fourth down most of the time anyway. So he doesn't seem too concerned about punting, to be honest. <laughs> hey, now, he, he can has certainly been, help you, though. He has been concerned 
about field goal kicking, and that's the reason they brought in Jonathan Cruz. And Saturday, as mentioned, as Yancey mentioned, he was seven for seven, uh, anywhere from 28 yards to 45 yards. And uh, then he missed two late, but I, I don't think they were really charting those, to be honest with you. Um, so that that seems like a pretty good addition. And Chuck, what I liked is that he could kick it from the left, center, yeah. or right hash marks. Yeah. There was you always see kickers in the past where they prefer to be on one side. Yeah, it didn't he, matter to him. Yeah, and I'm talking about drilling it right down the middle. Yeah, he didn't seem to mind. No. All right, so there you have our text messages and the injury report uh, for tonight's program as. Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine bring that injury report. I'm, you know, the, the whole injury deal now. I mean, it's hard to get coaches to tell you anything about how serious a guy really yeah, is. Yeah, but you know, Kiffin's kind of an open book when it comes to stuff, um, and he's told us all along he will tell us if it's a major injury, uh, but he's not going to discuss bumps and bruises and hamstrings and things like that. If it's a knee or, or something that's going to cost a kid six, seven games, he said he would disclose that. So I trust that. Good. Not going to get the, oh, it's a lower leg injury, an upper leg injury. No, and, no, you know, no. It's like, like some of those coaches do uh, along the way. Harry Harrison joins us on the other side. We'll get a game day outlook and more football discussion as the show goes along tonight. It's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. 
Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Thanks for sticking with us on a Monday night. Jake Thompson was on earlier. Harry Harrison's about to join us now. And the game day outlook brought to you by Roberts Wilson PA. At Roberts Wilson PA, they only represent the people. The consultation is free. They go to work immediately after being hired. They don't get paid unless they succeed. Give them a call, 662-533-9111. Or wegetjustice.com. Hello, Harry. What's going on, guys? It's all good, brother. How are you? Man, it's good. Good, good, good. Another hot how day was, we got here. How was your uh, M Club weekend? It was good. Had a good turnout. Uh, Friday was golf and uh, lunch over at the uh, inn at Ole Miss. And then uh, Friday night, a little uh, libation party. And then after dinner with some folks, but had a good uh, good outing. Uh, I, 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 I heard there was a lot of complaining about your, your handicap that you were sandbagging a little bit <laughs> in golf. I played with him a couple of weeks ago. He's not sandbagging. No, that's for darn sure. I, I did play better Friday than I did with you, Yancey, though. That's for darn sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, uh, going to the scrimmage Saturday, I, I know you were there. and um, Just curious, I always want to ask you about the safeties in the corners because I, I know that's your – number one area of expertise not that you don't know every other position but certainly having been an all-american at safety you know a good safety when you see it so give us give us an opinion and, and we've got several of those guys chuck and i appreciate you those kind words but i, I thought deandre prince has stepped up his game number seven mm-hmm. obviously the corner that, that came here as a freshman and took a year away and then came back played last year played a lot started many games but i think he and Miles Battle will be the two go-to guys. Uh, your guy, uh, Ignacio, obviously is uh, growing up quickly and right in front of us. Uh, uh, but but he's not the only one. We got we're doing well with, with the other corners too. Markevius Brown, number twenty-eight. Uh, those guys can all play safeties. My goodness, we're gonna have to go down down the list. We got a bunch of <laughs> Modus Reese, obviously playing that position up close to the line of scrimmage. 
Ashim Young, number one, the kid who transferred in from Iowa State, Chuck, is a, a real tackler, uh, you know, guy in space. Not as tall as you'd like to have back there, but uh, but moves very well. Of course, you know, the guy who leads all those guys, A.J. Finley, was nicked up, didn't play. Uh, I don't think he played at all Saturday. But they no, he did they know what he's capable of. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting that uh, not only in defense, but on offense, especially to help some guys out just to see, get, you know, evaluation day, really. Get to see some younger guys at different positions, especially that offensive line, tight end. Uh, Casey Kelly didn't play any. If he did, it was only in the first couple series. I don't think he played at all. But uh, uh, but anyway, obviously, Trigg and, uh, and number 13, uh, uh, Tyron Heath, uh, the young freshman has really stepped his game up. Doesn't look like a freshman in that body, but, you know, those two guys came and had, had good days. Quarterback-wise, you know, I, I thought uh, uh, Jackson Dart, obviously, uh, you know, looking at his, at his numbers, uh, performed well, threw some deep passes on the run. You know, unfortunately, we had to uh, flush from uh, that line of scrimmage too many times, Chuck. I thought the defensive front uh, certainly had a good day, and uh, – and that boiled down to having uh, Broker on the sideline quite a bit and, and substituting for him. And then Mason Brooks uh, Brooks got uh, got hurt and moved uh, Jenkins back over to James back over to right tackle and brought in the, the, the kid that they're very high on, which is Cedric Williams. And then they also brought in big number 50, who we've been waiting to, to have that year. Hopefully this is going to be the year, is uh, Jalen Cunningham. He certainly looks the part. But those are two guys that've been playing on the second group, and uh, they had some issues with that defensive front, no doubt. Harry, you know injuries are part of the game. If you do, if a broker does go down like he did, um, what was it, the Baylor game, or was that James that went down? Maybe James went down. I can't remember. But yeah, you know, James we, went down in the, in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those situations. Are you worried, or do you think that Ole Miss's defensive line is just that good? Because I told Chuck. 25 years of covering, I've never seen the Ole Miss defensive line eat the Ole Miss offensive line like I did in that scrimmage. They just absolutely manhandled the, the offensive line. Yeah, I, I thought they had a good day, Yancey. Yeah, but I think Kiffin pretty much spelled it out in his press conference. I mean, you go into these games, you know where their, their guys are, where they're coming from. You scheme those, those kind of ways. So, you know, you could have kept the tight end in as an extra blocker. Uh, but they, they didn't choose to do that on, on Saturday with the offensive group. They wanted to get some guys in there and get some evaluations on them. They can see if they're as far as long as perhaps they think they are. And I think some of them are. Some of them, you know, probably are not ready to, to go against the elite in the SEC. As we've talked about in nauseam, hopefully those four games in September are going to help us uh, to, to separate the haves and the have-nots. Harry, who, who are what you would call – Elite players, different makers, impact players in your mind. Uh, well, who you think's think, going to? Yeah, obviously you can start with number one. Obviously, Jonathan Mingo, Chuck. I, I look for him to have a big year. But the guy we didn't see on Saturday, who's, who's uh, I guess nursing a hamstring, I'm not sure exactly what his issue is. Jalen Robinson, the wide receiver, the slot guy that came in from from Central Florida. I think he's got a chance to be really good. Uh, I think he's made J.J. Henry even better, number 86, who had a pretty good day the other day. Uh, Quay Davis had a good uh, outing on Saturday. Certainly wasn't expecting him to be in the top six or eight guys, but uh, I think he's got a chance to be there. Keep waiting on Dennis Jackson to step up. You you know, but 
from the go-to guys, you, you got to think about those tight ends, Chuck. I think Casey Kelly, great soft hands. Uh, he's not going to outrun Trigg. Trigg's probably going to be that guy, uh, even though he's young. But uh, he's got the ability, looks like, to uh, to be to be a go up and, and, and get the ball regardless of where it is. And I think he's uh, capable of beating defensive backs, even once we get into SEC. He's got that look about him. And we didn't see much of the run game. Obviously, we ran a few few inside uh, option drills there, but you know they were not. Uh, the, you know, when you let everybody come in the stadium and watch the uh, the, the the scrimmage, you're not going to get too far into that uh, into that playbook, Chuck. I thought it was pretty vanilla actually on offense. So, uh, you know, I think that'll change a lot come this Saturday. I think you'll get back in there, but I think we got a couple two or three uh, running backs, just like we did last year. They're capable of doing that. Once again, I think it, 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 how far we go, we've got to have a quarterback step up and uh, and produce, and I think we've got two or three, maybe even three, capable of doing that. Harry, I'm I'm anxious to see the real Zach Evans. I was talking with uh, Yancey and Gordon and Gary prior to practice it, I mean, uh, this show that, um, we just hadn't seen much of him in live action, even back in the spring, the scrimmages we got to watch. Uh, looks like the coaches are, I don't want to say protected him, but it's almost like they don't want to turn him loose yet. And I think that's, you know, you're right, Chuck. I think they recognize just what kind of talent he is, and he can be a real star. I don't think there's, no, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, I think that uh, just you know it's a long season, man. You get to start playing eight of these SEC contests. I don't care who you play it every week; it's brutal there. And so, I think they're trying. I think they're doing a good job of trying to keep these guys on their feet. To my knowledge, we've had no major injuries so far through the second week of camp, Correct. and that's obviously a really good thing. Obviously, we got some bruises and maybe some hamstring pulls and strains and quads and those type things. Things that you can be over in four, five, six days, maybe a week. But uh, I just haven't uh, – fortunately, we haven't gotten anybody injured, and I think that's a good thing. It would be great to go into camp with everybody 100% or come out of camp with everybody 100%. So I, I think they've uh, recognized it's hot, it's summer, it's, uh, hey, we want to do everything we can do except get these guys banged and beat up and hurt. And so I, I think they're – you know, protecting might be a good word, Chuck. They might be – I think they, there's no doubt this staff knows what they got in Zach Evans. I'm uh, I'm a fan, a big fan of the potential and future, and even of the here and now of JJ Pegues at nose tackle. Harry, I think he's got a a chance to be really special in a league that's going to be full of special nose tackles. I think he's going to be in that echelon. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that, Chuck. You know, he played offense his entire life, so he was very athletic. He, I saw him in junior high school, and he was almost. Wasn't as heavy then, but he was as tall as he was then. And he was a man in junior high school. But he's been either tight end or running back or sometimes playing wildcat or quarterback. So we know how athletic he is. Well, now he's just he's just really uh, beginning to feel his way around as a defensive lineman. And, and being athletic and, and actually being able to do the things that he does. I mean, I've seen him fire out, take those centers, and just literally jerk them to the ground. Uh, so he's just – He's right on the cutting edge of knowing the, the different drills and the different moves from a defensive lineman. And every position they got those they've got those drills and those type of of, uh, of, of technique that they use to make them better. And that, that's where he is. He's getting better every day. And part of that is he's got a good coach up front there that's, that's teaching him some new things, new tricks of the trade. We'll call it that. And uh, 
he's picking it up quickly, Chuck. I, I think you're right on. I think he could be a special star. Harry Gordon, you mentioned the receivers. Dennis Jackson, I believe he did catch a touchdown pass. How would you rank those guys right now? Like who's one? You know, of course it's Mingo, but how would you rank them beyond that? Well, I, I think I think obviously uh, Malik He transferring from state has had a good good camp so far. And in, in a, so I would have to throw him up there in the top three guys. And obviously the guy that I talked about earlier, uh, Jalen Robinson, the wide receiver from Central Florida, I had to throw him in there. I think you'd have to put Dennis Jackson in that top five group. Obviously he's got the speed. He was a track star in high school. I think he's got the, the ability to take the, the, the top off at secondary of anybody. And so we're going to need those type guys. I tell you another guy that uh, maybe didn't see a lot of him on Saturday, but it's, it's played well in practice. Is number nineteen, a guy named Dayton Wade, who, who transferred from Western Kentucky. So I don't know what the Western Kentucky connection is, but we've been pretty good. <laughs> Jakua Pearson wasn't he from Western Kentucky last year? Yeah, yep, sure was. And this guy's got this guy's got uh, I think two more years. So this guy could be could really help us this fall too. So I kind of got my eye on him also. Harry, I've seen him make three or four unbelievable catches in in practice, one-handed at the back of the end zone type catches that have been really impressive. Yeah, and I think you got to throw outside the wide receivers, Gordon. I think you got to throw those tight ends in there. I think you're going to see those guys get a lot lot of uh, targets come the fall. I think they're going to be throwing a lot to those tight ends. And a lot of times we'll have two of them in there. We'll have Casey and we'll also have – uh, Michael Trigg uh, in there, and I think you'll you'll see a lot of routes depending on who we're playing and what kind of coverages they're going to base in. I think you'll see those tight ends with a lot of targets. Well, Harry, they, all, they might as well call Michael Trigg a slot receiver because that's that's the only place he lines up, really. <laughs> well, um, he did a lot in practice Saturday. They had him really in an H back position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's uh, he's that you know Evan Ingram type, Chuck, in that. Uh, uh, you know, it got him listed as what? Uh, 6'3", 240. 40. He looks like he's about 215, doesn't he? He looks yeah, thin. Yeah. But, uh, if he weighs 240, then good for him. He really will be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he moves uh, well, got great body control, you know, good soft hands. and You know, he's had to grow up. I think he's had some issues, but he's had to grow up, and I think he's beginning to fit in. So I, I, nothing but good, good things are going to happen to him, and and as I say, Casey obviously knows that, that offense backwards and forwards, inside and out. So good place to start right there. And uh, and so you got two great candidates there. And then the young freshman, obviously, uh, hopefully we won't need him. But uh, he, he's athletic enough. He's going to be on special teams and probably play a lot. Harry, the big question everybody wants to know is the quarterback. How much do we take away from just one scrimmage where, you know, Lucas had his better days. Let's all just say that. And then – um, Dart, you know, he was what seventeen or twenty something ridiculous. Uh, was much more accurate, but you know, I saw some problems with him holding on to the ball too long. I saw three or four completions that he made that he would have been sacked in real live action. Um, you know, and then I mean, Dent, the guy that nobody talks about, all he does is continue to produce. Yes, he's going against the third string defense, but he's also playing with the third string receivers and offensive line. How much do we take away from that one scrimmage Saturday? Do, do you think Luke still holds the nod right now, or has Dent completely closed it? Maybe in, in the edge. No, I excuse think, me. I uh, uh, the, the Southern Cal transfer, not not Dent. Dart. Dart. Jackson Dart. I think Dart closed the, closed the gap a little bit. Yancey. I, I I think he had obviously. Now some of that yardage he piled up was obviously scampering out of uh, 
protection. And, and that's not exactly what you want every time. He was he was having to get away from those defensive front guys, which allowed some receivers to get open downfield, and he did a good job of throwing on the run. Let's hope that's not the case once we get into the season. We want him to be able to stand in that pocket. But I thought he got back really in the mix. I thought the, the scrimmage helped him, Yancey, to get probably get back in the, in the mix uh, tighter than it was, if you want to know my opinion. I thought Luke, unfortunately, down on goal line a couple times, a snap from center, uh, went over his head, you know, yeah. rolled back to his feet. Anytime you get those, it disrupts the timing of the play. I thought he had a couple bad situations like that that possibly could have been touchdowns, you know, had, had things been, you know, much better snap. And, and they're still, you know, trying to find out those guys. Obviously, uh, Caleb Warren's going to be the guy with the second, third guy, whoever that is. You know, it all starts with a snap. And if you got one that's bad that's over your head or, or dangling around your feet, you're not going to make a good play out of it. And I thought Luke was a little unfortunate a couple different times that way. And I say Luke Altmaier. But I thought Jackson Dart obviously climbed back in the race and made it, you know, tightened that noose even tighter because of his output. Hey, let me give you this stat, though. The three quarterbacks were a combined 37 for 47 for 78.7% completion. Not bad. That's, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we'll play three in a game, Chuck, but that's exactly the numbers you're looking for right there. No for doubt. Sure. And you want a run game that's averaging well over 200 yards a game, too. So, And I think we got the guys to do that. I, 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 I don't think you make as much out of this first scrimmage, guys, as that we're trying to. I just think that was a way to evaluate some younger guys, uh, try to get things, you, you know, I Chuck, you may have seen it because you've probably seen more more practices than I have, but I I hadn't seen really any tackling going on out at out of practice. You know, no, no, not so, full time. I, I was interested to see how the tackling was, and I thought our defenders really tackle well. All right, Harry, thanks for being in on us again. Okay, all right, man, it's good to see you. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank all you right, very man. much. Of course, Harry wanted to see some tackling, right? He, yeah. he wanted to hit somebody himself. We'll be back with the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment and some good, bad, and ugly to finish up the program. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat at a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. 
Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at Hawkins Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Hawkins Wine and Spirits. Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Brad Camp with Morgan White Group. Brad can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which could save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Brad can also show you our employee needs too, offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi, servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Brad Camp at 662-259-5552. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Finish up tonight's program, the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's time for the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment. They're presented by Go Orthodontics since 1976. Find a location near you. Let me tell you, Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, Collierville, they are around. And if you need braces or Invisalign, mention Rebel Yell Hotline. We've got some stuff. Go, buddy. Yeah, Gary, I think uh, a big-time commitment is right around the corner, and Aiden Williams, the number one prospect out of the state of Mississippi, announces on August the 21st. Uh, Ole Miss is the heavy leader. Notice I said heavy over LSU and Tennessee uh, for his services. And then another one uh, that I've been saying, Caden Lee, another receiver. Uh, he's out of Georgia. He's a guy that um, – I think will commit. Uh, he's 5'11", 175, kind of a slot guy. I think he'll commit before the football season starts. So that's only a couple weeks away. So the Rebels look to be in line and pick up two more wide receiver commitments. Uh, another note, Jamarius Harkins, a defensive lineman out of Lexington, Kentucky, will take an official visit on September the 1st in Louisville, Kentucky. And Illinois are also lined up for official visits with Harkless. And for the basketball tidbits, we're going to our basketball expert here with Gordon. Well, yeah, real quick here. Ole Miss committed Jordan Burks. He committed to Ole Miss over MSU and Texas Tech. He's a 6'9 wing prospect, was, you know, highly recruited. Uh, they're also after our 2023 point guard, Tyler Johnson, will officially visit Ole Miss on September 23rd. He's uh, OM's number 64 player in the country. Johnson has official 
official visits to Pitt in September, DePaul, St. John's, all good basketball schools. East St. Louis, small forward, Michaela Rich will take an official visit to Ole Miss on September 1 before he makes his commitment on the 26th. Kansas State, Missouri also have official visits. And four-star Josh Hubbard out of Madison, Ridgeland County will now Academy will announce his decision on the 22nd. I sat with Kermit Davis, very high on this guy. They really like him. And also, uh, the University of Kentucky played in the Bahamas. You had about the same results. And but their games were, as Gary said, on ESPN. Yeah, we got we got to actually see theirs on on ESPN a little bit. Time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's sponsored by Big Delta Power Sports, located at 155 Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville. Well, the good Saturday's first scrimmage of the fall produced a lot of impressions, and most of them were pretty good. I'll start with the defensive front five, six, or seven, depending on what defensive coordinator Chris Partridge calls. Officially, there were only four quarterback sacks that whistled plays dead. It wasn't live on the quarterbacks. But I believe had it been live, there may have been at least ten quarterback sacks coming from every angle. Uh, Next, I believe we have to discuss Jackson Dart. 80% passing on 16 of 20 for 248 yards and two touchdowns. And here's the big kicker. He's overcoming his nemesis of spring. No interceptions. Um, I like what the receivers did. I was worried about them last spring, but with some offseason additions, that group is shaping up nicely. The run game was okay, not spectacular, but effective a lot, particularly with Ulysses Bentley, the fourth, the speed back we got. Uh, Place kicker Jonathan Cruz hit his first seven field goals from different lengths and hash marks, and, of course, tight end Michael Trigg, not surprisingly, led the team in receptions with four for 41. Bad, well, I hate to, I hesitate to call it bad, but let's just say not so good. The offensive line looked okay in run blocking, but there's work to be done in pass protection. It just wasn't there Saturday the way it should be. That's got to be shored up and addressed pretty soon. The verdict uh, is still out on the linebackers as a group, in my opinion. Some good play, some sporadic play. The first secondary played well, but the second group got picked on too much. That has to be fixed because in this day and age of tempo and air raid offenses, you can't go to battle with just four or five DBs. You have to have eight to ten you can plug and play. Ugly, several Rebels were missing from the scrimmage and from today's practice, but Lane Kiffin said none of the injuries are long-term. And that's good news, but it's bad that they're out. All right. Final thoughts, Yancey, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to stick on recruiting. A little trivia question. The last four commitments from Kermit Davis at the end of the 2022 class, the last two high school commitments and the first two high school commitments in the 23 class have all come from top 100 recruits. My recollection, that's never been done before at Ole Miss. So Kermit is scrapping and clawing his way out of this hole. Keep it up, Kermit. Absolutely, and uh, and hope we get some healthy bodies too, because I know everybody didn't play in that run no. uh, that that they went to, and so you get all of them back, and we'll see what the fall actually holds for them. I'm excited about that. All right, friends, any last thoughts, Chuck? Yeah, I'm just I was pretty pleased with the scrimmage Saturday for a first outing, and considering what the coaches were running in and out personnel and didn't play a lot of the starters much and had some injuries. Uh, I think they got good looks at a lot of a lot of players that they're going to be depending on. And uh, so overall, I thought it was pretty good. 
Excellent. All right. Next Monday will be uh, another week closer to a football season and more. We'll wait and uh, let you know what will happen, who we'll talk to, and all of that between 6 and 7 next Monday night. Thanks to Rhino back at the studio. For you good people for being with us, so long. Howdy toddy. Howdy toddy.